spoon and hey friends it's good to see you again i'm brian and i'm joe let's, let's start, start the show welcome 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 to the episode where brian gets a tattoo live while we watch him and we podcast which is not not awkward at all to come into a tattoo place and set up a podcast equipment and put headphones on the person that is about to inflict his art upon you, basically. Yeah, I don't feel like it was awkward at all. Okay. You're, well, not, you're not intruding on anyone. You don't feel like you're taking up too much space. Nope. So we should do this every time. We mm-hmm. should come for every... <laughs> every time you get a tattoo at Alpha Tattoo, bring your podcasting equipment. Yeah, or give us a call. You know what I mean? Maybe we we show up and just watch you get a tattoo because don't I mean don't you want people to come witness? Mm-hmm. Like you only only usually have that one person that comes with you or no one or no one. Yeah. You know what if someone was? What if you had an audience? This I'm, this is officially the first time that I've been um, shaved while podcasting by a man. Well. I mean, when you want, when someone's shaving you, you want it to be a man. He's gonna know, he's gonna know how to do it. You know what I mean? I do it a Just lot. gonna know how to do it. <laughs> I shave, I shave grown men every single day. Yeah, yes, you do. Welcome, Stefan. His his mic is kind of far away, but we're gonna. He hears us, and we're gonna hear a little bit of him. Mainly, we're here to hear um, Brian's um, wind, whines of agony. Word. Maybe. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt yet. Maybe he's in. Maybe he's one of those people that's like super into it. Like gets tattoos for therapy. I've heard of that. Yeah. You know, a lot of people actually come in and get uh, tattoos for just that tattoo therapy. Yeah, they just like the. It's like the. Fe- it's like the feeling of it. They just they like the act of being tattooed, and that's enough. And we're gonna see if Brian's somewhere on that spectrum. It's, well, I don't. I don't know where I'm at, but I am shocked at the amount of hair coming off my arm because I've always thought. My brother is a hairy man, mm-hmm. and so compared to him, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm almost bald. Okay, but there is like piles of hair coming off of my arm. Yeah, I think you have body hair dysmorphia. You know, where you just like you think you are less hairy than you are. Right. And other people would look at you, you know, maybe less less hairy than you, and go, "Whoa, man, Brian must stay warm in the, in the winter." <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, and I'm, I'm thinking now that if I went swimming here in the next couple of days, my left side of my body will be faster. You probably swim in a circle. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. One side is going to be faster. So you go in a circle. Yep. I'm going to try to take pictures while we're doing this. This is the first time I've brought my DSLR to anything. And, and just, yeah, I'll take, I'll be the picture taking guy. I said to myself, to no one, no one that was listening. And Brian was like, oh, um, okay, that's the thing that you that we can just try that, like a, like a dad would say, you know, like don't don't try to discourage me right off the bat. Just see see what I can do, you know, first, and then sit me down for the you know, hey, take a knee there, boy, and we're gonna <laughs> maybe you get a jean jacket for, before you get that talking. I <laughs> well, flan, flannel shirt maybe, you know. I'm trying to follow you on this journey. Yep. So I'm the dad in this picture. You're the son. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to I'm gonna tell you you're not a good photographer. Yep. Okay. Afterwards. And, you, and you what know, is the jean jacket? It just makes me feel comfortable. Like, that's what dads wear. 
Okay, so I'm wearing the jean jacket. Yep. I thought it was like a gift for you. Mm, I'd take it. Okay. So if I'm ever going to need to like to give you bad news, I need to buy you a jean jacket. Okay, I'd take it. I okay. mean, if that's where we land, I also like it. I don't, I don't want to say that the most painful tattoo I ever got is where you're about to get it. <laughs> but I will say it. That's like, you know, not wanting to say it, but then saying it anyways. Is, yeah. You know, that's where I went. Because I'm like, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, oof. Well, where, where are we tattooing? Um, I th- like on the, are you, go- are you going on the, your forearm, right? The, what would you call that? The front? This is the spotty shaving right now. The top. Oh, you're going so on the back of your forearm. Yeah, we're going to go all the way the, Like all, all of it. Your, so your all arm, like, like not like, just the forearm. Just I the, don't know. Right, like the lo- lower be- sleeve? Below the elbow. A sleeve? Yeah. So what I didn't realize and what makes me always think twice about, oh, maybe do I, do I want another tattoo? Maybe, what's going on with me? It's because I play guitar. And I realized, and I didn't play guitar at the time, but I realized that that part of your body, it, there's a lot of jiggly skin there that you just not, you're not prepared for. I'm, I'm weirded out at what my arm looks like right now. You have so many freckles. Like, there's just so many. I'm white? You're also a white guy. I'm yep. a very white, I'm a very white <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, okay. I did want to acknowledge the podcast that came out before this one. We this, were right here. Yeah, we were, we were right here. And we, we tried to time it so that we have like all of Alpha Tattoo this week. And, uh, you know. Because we're good at scheduling things. I, I feel like it was an accident. Yeah. I feel like it was an accident. We take credit for accidents here. He, he so. poked me. I did. I gave you that little pre-feeling. Yeah. Hey, by the way, we're about to poke you. I took pictures of all those. No, he didn't say that. He just poked me when I wasn't looking. Really? Yeah. He's like, you better be paying attention over here. Yeah. I'm, I'm the one with the needle. All right. Well, I'm going to start off. I'm going to freehand all the way around the bottom part of your wrist. <clears throat> and by freehand, he means he's, he didn't put a stencil on you. He didn't, you know. There's I, no stencil. When I get a tattoo, usually, yeah, they put like a little stampy stamp on there. looks purplish, if my memory is correct. And he didn't do that. He's just like, he gets an idea. And he's like, here we go. And... There's a stencil for later. This is, is just starting off the, the bottom part of it. Okay. What are you doing? And, and like, we're, uh, we're starting now. Is it, how's it feel to you? On it's, your, the, on your, on your, I remember. On your lower left wrist. Do you remember? I, yeah, like I remember. This is what a tattoo feels like. You're like, ooh. Okay. It's been a couple years. Mm-hmm. I have one of my, the same, roughly the same part of my arm, on my right arm. That? On the inside. That gun is like crazy quiet yeah i was i was expecting that we would hear it yeah like i thought we were coming you know it kind of feels like a, my memory is telling me it sounds exactly like a a dentist drill <laughs> right i thought we'd hear like me in the background while we were talking and you'd just be always reminded we're just going to keep reminding people brian is still being tattooed yep that's not a soothing little buzz in the background that's not someone getting a massage back there on like one of those electric chairs like that's a those are needles going in rapid succession in and out of Brian's epidermis. 30 to be exact. Mm, 30? 30. Uh, 30. I was going to say, this looks like a lot of needles. Like I'm not claw. sure how many. I was going to guess like five or six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, wow. It's like he's... Okay. Does that make you feel better or worse? So you, now you know how many... Well, I'm not crying yet, so. 
I mean, you're. T- I mean, you. F- I feel like you're. You're taking it okay. Mm-hmm. Do I look okay? Yeah. Okay. You didn't even look like you had started yet. You're just like, I need you to know it started. I, yeah. do, I do feel this, but I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna jump out of my chair yet. Or if well, I am, you're good at hiding it. Like I'm gonna look. At you, I'm gonna watch you like a hawk. Well, he's he started at the top. I don't know what you call that. Like. The, the, t- the top side. Now he's to the vein side. Yeah, right where you see. Yeah, right where that the one. Wrists, I feel more the bottom of the wrists where you would check for the pulse almost. Just right, like, just down yeah. from that. And so where your watch rests, I was fine. Mm-hmm. On the other side, you're like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, maybe a few more nerves in there. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's getting into the the veins. Okay. Dude, <laughs> don't tell me that. I don't like picturing that. <laughs> Because I totally picture the needles going all the way into your veins, and then part of the the ink gets into your blood. That's, that's what I picture. Because like I'm a little kid in my in my imagination, and I have tattoos. It's not like I'm you know I just have a vivid imagination, and I can't accept that you're sticking needles into someone and it's not going. Like in the movies, you know, you stick a needle with, and then the poison goes in and it somehow is in their bloodstream. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is this ink organic, like all organic? Yeah, all the uh, ink that I use is all organic. This is actually mm. made out of charcoal. My colors are all uh, vegan friendly. For instance, the yellow is actually made out of mustard seeds. That's cool. Oh, and you have a very, and is, are these all your colors on the uh, board behind me that spins? Those are all my colors that I utilize, and then I mix them to create other colors as well. That's wicked. The board you have made where they kind of, they're displayed, they kind of look like uh, whenever I've gone into where someone is doing their nails and they have a bunch of uh, nail polishes Mm -hmm. to choose from, it's kind of similar to that wall, but it's like on this little square that then spins so you can keep them all mixed, which I find ingenious. I mean, patent pending, obviously. (laughs) So if we see this in any other tattoo shop, we're going to be like, hey. That's a patent, patent pended, pending device that we call the um, ink spinner deal thing. The nail polish. The, uh, I don't know. How, why is this so hard to come up with a name? Oh, because I'm getting tattooed. Oh, it was, uh, that wasn't your thinking of the name thing? You're just like, mm, that, hit, that hurts a little more right there? Yep. Okay. I'm starting to, I'm starting to um, kind of read your facial expressions. It's hard. You know, you got a good poker face. <laughs> I was definitely not doing any kind of poker face. Oh, also I'm bad at poker. So I don't, I don't, wouldn't, you know, you could be saying anything with your face and I'd be like, oh, you've got four aces. Okay. <laughs> Only have two cards, Joe. Okay. <laughs> We're playing Go Fish. What is this? <laughs> it looked like, did we switch heads? Or the same one? No. Yeah. Same one. Same one. Same I just, one. Uh, I went from a 20% gray wash and now I'm using a jet black. Oh, so we're doing the different different shades of gray and black. I like that it's charcoal. That makes me think of the aborid. Uh, what do you call those? The the ones where they just the they they I don't know. They put ash. They they tap it into your skin. And in uh, certain tribes, when you when you get to a certain level, and they're like, okay, you get your face tattoos. They're always like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But that's what it reminds me of when he says charcoal. I'm like, yeah, man, you're basically tattooing with charcoal. I feel like we should barbecue after this. You know? <laughs> On my skin? Yeah, I mean, just so to That's celebrate. where the charcoal's at. I don't know. I mean, I guess you could. <laughs> so we're here, we're here 
Do you remember how we got here, Joe? The today? Well, no, not like by driving here. I mean, in the how did we end up things? in Alpha Tattoo as a podcast? Do you remember? Yeah. Um, I met I met Stefan playing a show outside the Keller Geist, and we got to talking. We did, think, we did a live podcast. And then we did a live podcast. Oh, so you met him before that live podcast? Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Me and Stefan go way back. I mean, maybe like two weeks before that. I, I mean, it was a random... He's, he also, I mean, had just gotten to town and was networking quite heavily. So how can you not meet Stefan, honestly, if you like German stuff and you want to be drinking a German thing? At, basically, I can't think of another German place in town besides the Kellergeist. You might see Stefan there, just like enjoying one of their hundred and something or maybe 300 and something different beers. You, so many different beers. Do you know roughly how many there is? I really want... Oh, a lot. What if it was like a thousand? It's not a thousand. I'll just say it's a thousand. Okay. There's a thousand German beers there. Yeah. It's the most in the country. You can't find more. Yeah. Outside of Germany. Yeah, because they were advertising second most, and I brought that up to Matthias, and he said, no, no, it's the most now. And I was like, well, you guys should probably get that word out. Yeah. People need to know that. And he's like, well, I just told you. I was like, okay. It's your job to now spread (laughs) the good word. So that's what I'm doing now. But yeah, so it was a live podcast, and it was his idea to have us uh, be present during a suspension. And at that point, I I didn't even really, I knew they existed, but I didn't know people did them. Like, I don't know how to say that. And, uh, And so that's what kind of started this whole journey. And then I thought it would be fun to... To podcast while getting a tattoo to see if it's something that is possible. Yeah, and I was, I had my doubts, but this is going okay. I'm even taking pictures. Like I feel like I'm doing more than I usually do. You know, usually I just I'm sitting here just talking, and now I'm like I can sit here and talk and take pictures, and you're getting a tattoo done. We're multitasking. You know, usually yeah. usually you're taking pictures, right? And I'm just thankful that you're taking pictures and not getting tattooed. <laughs> just not doing anything. Don't make me laugh. <laughs> oh yeah, good thinking. You gotta just completely relax that left part of your life. Ooh, your left That's arm. the good spot right there. Where, where he's at right now It's not fun. I can't talk. So <laughs> it does look like, you know yeah, if I had a choice of where to, if I had a needle and I was going to just stick it in my arm, I'd choose other places than that one right there, probably. I'd go, For sure. Go some, some other places. <laughs> yeah, man. And we're going, we're going big, though, right? And the thing I remember about this, and it could be different for different people, but I remember thinking, when, when do we get to the point where this starts to go numb? And it just, I don't feel it as much. And then I just, it didn't. I, the, my whole forearm was like kind of painful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, I, I usually think that during tattoos too. It's like, oh, it's you're used to it, or it's gonna it's gonna go numb. But we're definitely not at that stage now. Nah, nope. We're and not there now. Probably only happens in one place, and I just never, you know, maybe that one time I got that upper arm tattoo, it went numb, and I was like, this is nothing. I get a million of these. Yeah, and, and that's the one. first place I ever got tattooed was on my shoulders. 
and then you get one anywhere else and you're like, whoa, yowza. That's why people with a lot of tattoos actually look kind of tough because it's just representing some pain they had to go through just to get these things on them. So I wasn't looking. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been just kind of look, looking at you. Is it better? He's on the left side. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it felt like he was in a different spot than he was. And so I felt, so he's, he's making a circle around my arm, right, mm-hmm. around the wrist. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty cool so far. I felt like he had more progress. So I looked back over <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, he's not, a, he's not all the way around yet. Yeah, no, never, never look at the tattoo or the clock while getting tattooed. You know, just let it, just let it happen. Just let it happen. Just assume you'll never be done. And then when you're done, you're like, oh, pleasant surprise. <laughs> Pleasantly surprised now. Yep. I remember having to take breaks, go outside. We might have to take breaks. You know, who knows? Oh, yeah. There's already, like, scheduled breaks in in here. Perfect. Yeah. So if you're thinking about getting a tattoo, I would come here to Alpha Tattoos because, I mean, these people are cool. (laughs) And they're so welcoming to this thing. Better reasons than that. No, no. First, you got to start with the... Start with the very specific stuff, the coolness. <laughs> well, after, after we met, I went to the Instagram and immediately noticed the skill involved at this shop, this tattoo shop. Parlor? Yeah. Parlor? Shop? I believe it's a shop. Shop. Yeah, you know. But we can call it a parlor as well. That's kind of cool. Just, yeah, check out their Instagram. It'll be in the show notes down there. Mm-hmm. Now we're at a weird angle with my arm. And uh, the ones in particular, which I, I feel after this tattoo is going to be the next tattoo I get, is a tattoo that looks like a sticker. And I lost a bet with fantasy football. And so the person got to choose my tattoo. And it's going to be a carrot with antlers that, hmm. looks, that looks like a sticker. And where are we going to put that one? I haven't decided where yet. It's going to be a really cool tattoo. Right. Yeah. And you, you actually get to draw it. Oh, I can't wait to draw that one. That's going to be a really fun one. Yeah. So a carrot with antlers is what she wants me to have. That's hilarious. Yeah. And I, I want it to look like a sticker because those sticker tattoos look awesome. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Definitely have to do like a realistic looking one. Yeah. You said you were going to put a crease in it to yeah. make it look like it had like a... Yep. bend in the sticker. Oh, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna bend it and then I'll do a back shadowing on it so it looks like it's actually stuck on your skin. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. This is going well though, right? I mean, <laughs> you're still with us. Oh yeah, I'm definitely still with you. Mm-hmm. There's just definitely points when my arm's contorted like it is right now mm-hmm. and he's in that spot. Like that one right there is like, hey, that's, that could feel better. If it- I don't, it, it possibly could. I mean, it definitely feels like, uh, I don't know, taking a warm summer walk mm-hmm. near Giant Springs here in Great Falls. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And then someone just slashing your wrist with a, <laughs> with a razor, just running by and like, slice, have a nice day. You know, doesn't happen to you. <laughs> it currently is. Yeah. <laughs> You're lucky for me. This doesn't feel anything for me. I don't feel nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Stefan looks fine. I, yeah. I'm yeah, you're handling this well. So relaxed. Steady Super hand. relaxed. Right. I'm, I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. 
So where do you where do you hail from? Uh, I was actually born in Anchorage, Alaska, of all places. There you go, Anchorage. Anchorage, Alaska, mm -hmm. and uh, I was licensed in Anchorage, Alaska, to tattoo in 1999. And since then, I have literally traveled all over the place, tattooing, doing conventions, out of country, in country. It's been a really, really fun uh, experience. It's been great. Yeah, tattooing is, um, it always seemed like a really enticing thing. And uh, I, I, uh, I thought about it for half a second, and then I, well, you know, you watch the tattoo series that, um, on TV, and you want to be just like, um, maybe not Kat Von D, but that other cool old school guy that only did the black and white in that shop. And then you start to, you know, try to draw, and then I realized I wasn't that good. And I didn't want to spend hours doing it a day, so I knew I realized that that's what it takes. <laughs> so, so that was like maybe everybody has an interest in doing tattoos. Mm -hmm. I can't draw at all, nope. and so like it just didn't make sense for me. Mm -hmm. But I thought, yeah, very similar to you. Yeah, man. But believe it or not, there are people that cannot draw whatsoever. And they make lots of money tattooing. For instance, there is a 100% blind gentleman outside of California, um, and he tattoos. So people ask him to do an elephant, and he articulates the image based off of what he would think an elephant looks like and gives them a very abstract-looking something. Okay. I could probably do that. Yeah. I mean, if that's the bar... I could, I could just put a blindfold on and you just tell me what you want and I'll be like, well, I'm going to give you a thing that after you asked for a thing and then we'll end up with a thing and then you give me money. This could be a really cool podcast. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as long as I keep it very specific like that with all the business yeah. ideas. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing you get is guaranteed. Except a tattoo. Yeah. You're going to get something on your skin. That's for sure. I mean, that I can guarantee you. What it will look like is going to surprise both of us. Because, I mean, that artist will never know what his art, art looks like. He'll just be right. like, maybe. It's... <laughs> and does somebody like later then tell him, like, okay, so an elephant actually looks like this, which I don't know how to describe an elephant to somebody, especially if they've been blind their whole life. Yeah. Like, I have no idea. You have to find what language to use, for sure. <laughs> and, and, you know, how to describe. And then what you drew looked like a light socket. Yeah. You know, or, or you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the, for the crazy thing is, then for the rest of your life, you have to always explain to everybody that it's an elephant. <laughs> put on there by a blind man. Mm -hmm. And they're like, were you willingly there? Yeah, you did that on purpose then? <laughs> Because I, I, I saw one where they were at like a tattoo convention, mm -hmm. and uh, you just stuck your arm through a hole in the wall. Oh my! And then you got it back with whatever with, with whatever with, was with, on there with surprise. Yep. And they were all like famous tattoo artists, you know, that people wanted, you know, can't get in because they're backed up too much. But it would be so. It'd be something of quality. You just you just have no idea. You have to um, be at the mercy of their sense of humor. <laughs> right. Okay. Like a carrot with antlers. Man. Now I really want to be just a just a tattoo artist that doesn't look at what he's doing cuz I would definitely be on the other side of that hole, you know. <laughs> he was just closing his eyes. Stefan, don't do that. <laughs> stop stop leading him on. Okay. 
It's a great, mean, great idea for something new. Yeah, man. So right, right now we are going from the, the line that he drew around my wrist mm-hmm. about where the watch goes. Feels like we're shading downwards. Yes. Okay. It's like a fade. Mm-hmm. How's that? Well, how's that feel? If different than the line. I feel like shading was the more, less painful. What do you think? It covers more area faster. So you're like, so you're okay. not concentrated on one area. Ah. But you know, if you're looking at your left arm, and on, like on the the top, palm facing down, mm-hmm. you have the two bones on the either side. Ooh. Your wrist bones there. Yeah. His shading on the left wrist bone mm-hmm. felt good. Good as in not good. Okay. Yeah, being sarcastic. Okay. Yep. But yeah, it's it like. It's weird to think that like how fast he's he's moving the gun and how many needles are moving when that's happening. Like yeah. how that's Yeah. You, it's almost like you'd be like, Are you sure you wanna go that fast? Do you wanna like right. you wanna, you wanna, slow, you wanna that, slow, down? slow that down a little bit? You know tattoos are permanent, right? <laughs> you can't just like erase this. I mean I guess you could if you're good at covering them. <laughs> or get a bottle of acetylene. Or a bottle of acetylene, which is a word I need to Google. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to assume it's a caustic agent for your skin. It burns things. Ooh. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not for your skin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, c- I can believe that. It's not settling. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You wouldn't want to rub that into your, into your face. Yeah. Your little routine in the morning. And so I mentioned a convention. I see signs actually all over the tattoo shop, but in the room we're in right now, Berlin, Amsterdam. Um, that one says painless. That's a lie. Um, Budapest. Uh, Cape Town. You've been a lot of places. I have literally been tattooing all over the place. Um, there's a lot of conventions that I don't have posted up on the wall that I have a, a blast at. Um, Marsa Alam in Egypt was really cool. Totally different time to go. Uh, although I don't recommend going during Ramadan. You can't eat anything at that time. Mm-hmm. I starved to death. Yeah. But uh, as far as uh, a lot of the other conventions in Europe, Austria... Uh, yeah, it's a lot of really cool experience. Got to meet a lot of really neat people. Uh, went up and tattooed against some of the most world-renowned artists. It's very humbling to get places and run into people that I, as a young artist in my earlier years, I uh, really looked up to. Mm-hmm. And then I'm shaking hands with them, and they're congratulating me on a piece that I just put together. It's, uh, it's really cool. Yeah, whoa. We're back to the underside. Yeah. So my, my microphone's kind of staying in my lap. Have you ever been to Egypt, Brian? <laughs> Sorry. Great question, Joe. And yeah. the timing of your question is impeccable. Mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been to the Middle East. Oh, yeah. Right? That's right. I've, I've been yeah. to... Um, a place? A place. Kuwait. Yeah. Wow. Could not think of that. Kuwait, oh, Iraq. I was, I was Kuwaiting for you to answer. Ha. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's in a he's in a good spot right now. 
Yeah. Speaking of good spots, you know, Kuwait was really nice, actually. It was uh, the weirdest thing was all of the um, discarded Mercedes's and the BMW's and the, all the supercars that they would just go, oh, it, I, for, I didn't want to put oil in it and now it doesn't run anymore and this is garbage and they just discard it. Yeah. The, the vehicles over there were way cheaper too than we would get a foreign vehicle here. Oh, I won't be talking about that. Because I, I mentioned Kuwait. I was you trying to get your mind Egypt, off it. Yep. The whole bunny trail. Mm-hmm. It could be nothing but bunny trails. Cause, I mean, so, so how does somebody that's been all over the world tattooing... Okay, there's a weird spot that you hit on that bone right there that makes my arm want to jump. Like a funny bone or like... when You know when the doctor hits your your knee in the right spot and you kick? So yeah, there's careful. a spot on a bone right there that like makes my arm want to... Should we tie him down? A couple... Uh... <laughs> No. <laughs> we just go ahead and suspend him. Okay. <laughs> Let's suspend him. No. Um, yeah, that's actually completely natural for you to have a reaction while I'm tattooing. There's going to be different spots where you're going to have a little bit more discomfort than others, and uh, you're definitely going to be a little flinching. Others' feet are really bad. Um, I had a bad experience with a individual that actually kicked me in the face, and it was just a natural reaction to... Mm. One spot in the tattoo when I was tattooing her, but sorry. we made it. We made a joke out of it, and it was funny afterwards. Gosh, I'm sorry I kicked you in the face, but uh, <laughs> you're kind of getting me right in that right place, right in that I got to kick you in the face now spot. <laughs> <laughs> but the question I was going to ask is, how do you end up in all of place, all of the places, Great Falls, Montana? Well, my father uh, was a master mechanic with the Mercedes Benz out of Germany and uh, he was in the German Merchant Marines and he went around the world a multitude of times and he ended up in Galveston, Texas was the first spot in the United States that he landed and he really loved the people in America. Uh, he liked the, the freedoms to do things and uh, he loved motorcycles and he was a, a welder and he was like, wow, this is where I really want to end up. So he, the first thing he did when he got back was he put in for a, uh, a green card. And at that point in time, it was based off of a work merit. And he was capable of getting his green card. And he came over, and his first place that he went was New Jersey. Uh, of course, like many, he was there very short-lived and took off, didn't care for the big city so much. And he had an opportunity with Mercedes-Benz to come to Great Falls, Montana, of all things. There was a, uh, earlier there was a German gentleman that owned a muffler, I believe, and a Mercedes-Benz place here right on 10th Avenue up the road where that night place is, I believe. Oh, yeah. And my dad, um, and that the original name, and I don't know if it's still, but it used to be Ritter Mufflers, which is, Ritter is night in German. And he nice was, mufflers. Oh my gosh. And so he uh, he made his way here, and the crazy part of the story was he was um, awaiting for the place to be finished off, and he ended up buying a bunch of land out there at the Dearborn, and he's still there with my mom. So when we decided to come from Europe, it's always important for the kids to be around the grandparents, and we came to Great Falls, Montana. Holy moly. Your wife is German, correct? Yes, that is correct. She was born in uh, Altenburg, Thuringen, and she was brought up in the DDR, which was the east side of the wall. 
because I remember when I when I first met you at the Keller guys. At the time, you have a different scheduling manner now, but at the time, it was like, yeah, you got to talk with my wife. And so then she said something, and you're like, and I'm deaf, so sometimes when I don't hear someone, I don't think they're speaking a different language. But then after she said that, and I didn't understand what she said, you're like, hon, you, you can't speak in German to him. <laughs> you have to speak in English. It's actually very funny. So uh, our kids and every all of our kids and uh, my wife and me, when we're at home, we always speak nothing but German. And the kids watch Netflix in German. We want them to retain the home language. Ah. And... Um, it's really funny because our, our kids and, and us, we always tend to forget English words and then German words and back and forth. So we've created uh, what we laugh about and we considered it Jinglish. <laughs> that is the uh, spoken language at my household is Jinglish. <laughs> I like it. How many kids do you have? Altogether, me and my wife have eight children. We have, um, I have five girls and I have three boys. A lot of kids, huh? Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I only have three biological children, but I've I've at one point had that many children living in my home through foster care, and so I I feel your pain both physically, emotionally, <laughs> yeah, literally. I can, I can honestly say it it can be difficult at times, uh, but I've been really blessed. My kids are all very good, um, very smart children. They do great in school. Uh, the switchover was a little alarming from English to German. Uh, we, we didn't know how they were going to react in school. But the kids are all doing great. They, uh, the, the worst part of the grade for my, my oldest son was a B plus. Uh, other than that, he has all straight A's. And the kids are articulating the English language great. There's only a couple words that really hang most Germans up on. But other than that, everything's everything's going great. Shops running great. A lot of positive things. I think Great Falls is a positive place to be too. Just all good. And do you do you guys live in the Dearborn out by, you know, the grandparents, or you live here in town? So we uh, we live out at the Dearborn as well, and um, I we just recently have purchased a home in Cascade. So we'll be I going out Cascade. there. Yeah, Cascade's cool. The kids are going to be right next to the football field, right next to the school. Um, that alleviates us from driving a lot back and forth. I drive in every single day from... From Dearborn, and that's... It's about 40 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say about 40 minutes. Cascade's 20. Yeah, Cascade's 25. really mm-hmm. comfortable and doable. Yep. And yeah, and in most big towns, you having been a world traveler you you understand that like that's a short drive for anybody yeah <laughs> in great falls they're like oh you're crazy to live in cascade but no it's uh that's a short drive for most places in the world and there's no traffic like you don't have to you could probably get from cascade than some people faster than some people can get across town because there's just no lights it's all interstate yeah there's there's really not a whole lot out in cascade but what there is in cascade what's great is the people there they're you know, very family orientated, and uh, the town sticks together, and everybody's really involved with the kids' sports, and it's really nice to see. It's uh, it's quite a positive change from us uh, coming from Germany, where typically most people say the Germans are all very snubbish and um, they always stick to themselves pretty much, which can be very true. So coming here has been great for the kids. Play a lot of sports and. 
been it's been good. It's a lot of silence because I put my mic down and Joe's taking pictures. <laughs> so I was trying to point at you, yeah. not for the not for the picture's sake, yeah, but to be like, like, all right, hey, you, dude, you, you need to you need you, to talk here. Can you talk? I can't talk. Okay. Okay. Um, so I was listening to the the podcast with Selena and the flying and this I mean the suspension and the piercing and stuff and it was fun. I'm I'm like I'm into it. Like I was reliving it, you know. I was like, whoa, you know. I was like, was I was I describing it the steps too closely because I feel like I'm reliving this. And if you're a little squirmish about you know blood or piercing or anything like that, maybe maybe ease into that episode. You know what I mean? Because like it's not like I get gross. I'm just you know telling people what I see. <laughs> and like as I was listening to myself, my own voice, I'm like, whoa, my gosh, maybe I better sit down. Woo! Just the thought of those big hooks going going through all that skin. Anyways, and now I'm looking. Now I'm back, basically, and I'm I'm looking at someone else, um, enduring. Stefan's profession. I mean, both of them are asked for it. They're like, we want this. This is the thing that we want. And then there's a little bit of pain involved. There you go. You know, so that's, that's life, right? People always come back and they give me good money to that's, hurt them. That's right. They're like, you know what? That was fun. At the moment, I didn't, I was like, maybe I, sh- maybe I shouldn't have done this. But then after it healed up and I was like, look at this thing, you, you come back for more. You just want to you want to do it again and again, and right now, I'm I'm thinking Brian isn't like thinking of exactly when he's gonna come back, but you know, I'd give him a day or two, and he'll be like, dude. Oh, we'll be done, and then he'll set up another appointment. Look at look at this thing. Oh yeah, when when we're finished, <laughs> just I'm when not gonna finished. set up an appointment while you're tattooing that spot. Just that one. <laughs> the spot he's on right now is. Uh, this is the good spot, right? Here. Yeah, it is, Ooh. and I feel like maybe. There's enjoyment on your part that comes from when you know you're at a good spot for somebody. I feel like you take longer there. He's like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make sure that this spot is. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been through all the processes and all the areas in which you have tattoos uh, that you're going to get today. And I can honestly say this is not one of my favorite spots to get tattooed either. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's very painful. Yeah, that wrist yeah, spot. Yeah, when, when you're... When you're on the other side, I mean, yeah, it hurts. It's it's a bunch of needles, but this is a different kind of. I don't even know how you would describe it. Like more sharp, more burning, burning more, sharp. you know, something. I remember the other, the other side is more like sandpaper, you know, kind of raw a little bit, but like a road abrasion, right? But Ooh. this is like, Brutal. yeah, it's more sharp. It's uh, yeah, hard to talk even mm-hmm. while it's going on. Yep. Especially with that little smirk that he's got. He's like, hey, hey. yeah, <laughs> don't worry. Because he knows it's not that. He's like, yeah, there's a threshold. You know, it'll be over soon. Shoot. But he's like right in the middle of that place. <clears throat> yeah, just looking at it. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'd like that. And I can feel. That's the place I need done to go. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, I can feel like the ting in particular where he just was like shooting up my arm. Like hitting, hitting like that particular nerve. I don't know how to say it. Like a funny bone kind of thing. Yeah. There's like tendons or veins or something that is right there. That is like, ooh, I'm going to send a message to the rest of your arm too if you touch me. 
Yeah, see, now he's moved over a little bit, and it's it's definitely not as bad. Mm-hmm. I'm working my way back over. Oh, yeah. It's like, no, don't worry. We're going to go he's, back. He's going to get back over that direction. Yeah, can we go over there and make that like the star of the piece? Like, put a big old rose there and a star. <laughs> well, and a, Some shading and calligraphy. And then just cover over it with just more black, you know? <laughs> just black it out. Just black it all out. You know what I mean? That's really what we need to have happen. <laughs> just kidding. And so when you when you travel the world, are there? I know there's different tattoo styles. I'm not trying to be that ignorant, but I mean, is it really evident when you go to Budapest and then you go to Egypt in the the type of tattoos that people are getting? There's there's two things that really have uh, stood out to me. One, I would have to say, depending on where I am, cleanliness is always one of those things that's different in different countries. They go about things different, uh, and they build pieces different. But the the actual mode for tattooing worldwide right now in the industry has pretty much continued to move in the same direction in unity. Um, when I was in, like for instance, Huikipa, in Maui, uh, Hawaii, you know, uh, I got a buddy, Lou, that tattoos over there. He does traditional stick poke, and uh, that's, that's a, I would say that's a different form all on its own. Mm-hmm. And it's a very respectful form. Um, I got a buddy also in New Zealand. He does uh, tapu tattoos, which are for Maori tribesmen, and he is a Maori tribesman himself. And uh, you know these these old ancient cultural face tattoos that they do, uh, they're they're amazing. You know, I personally would never want face tattoos like that, but mm-hmm. uh, they're really interesting they tell stories the line work of them mm-hmm. they they all have very specific meanings for everything and uh yeah, so traveling around the world and getting to see that and getting to see all the different styles that people tattoo and there's so much there's so much to offer and so long as you keep an open mind to different forms of art uh, that it's really it's endless it's endless what people can come up with yeah, I was looking at the different uh, styles, I guess. And on one website, it's like, well, here's the five styles. And then on another website, it's like, well, there's 12 styles, and here they are. And it, it just seems like they don't know. They're just trying to write an article. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of that. So there's, there's so many styles. I mean, it's really endless. The most profound styles that are going to be written by journalists or... It's going to be moving from one thing to the next. It's going to be, well, let's focus on tramp stamps today. And then we're going to be mm-hmm. moving on to, like, for instance, you know, people get back in the 90s with Godsmack tattoos or whatever have you. You know, mm-hmm. there's going to be a really these tattoos that a lot of people get. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty sure I have a buddy that has a Godsmack tattoo. I've tattooed thousands of them. Is it like, oh, like the actual band's name with like, their cool logo or whatever. Like the sun. It's like, oh. a, like a sun-looking thing. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. you're correct. Yes. People like love the wavy that. waves coming off of it, black and white. People love this band, you know? I don't think they love the band. I think they liked that logo. Oh, really? I think. Yeah. yeah. I it, get, was, it was the logo. They, they liked the logo. It is kind of a cool name, too. Like, like if I was going to name a finishing move in, in martial arts that I was about to do to you. I might name it the Godsmack, you know? That'd be good. That'd be tough. People would be like, whoa, I wonder what that feels like. 
I hope it, hope he doesn't do it to me. It's gonna feel like the god smack. It's gonna feel like God is smacking you. You know what I mean? You do the math. I had a, I had a buddy that got a Red Hot Chili Peppers logo tattooed. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, um, Angie, our, one of our other artists here, she actually tattooed a memorial piece for the Foo Fighters. Uh, oh. The drummer had just passed away. Yeah. So, and it's you know it's really crazy is yeah. uh, you know people listen to the songs from the Food Fighters. Everybody knows, for instance, like what is it, Everlong or Everlast? Uh, Everlong, yeah. Everlong, a you know, great song. Uh, and you know these bands that stick in people's minds. It's it's crazy how some of them feel they're they're so in tune to the band that they get emotional when they die and they they mm-hmm. get pieces for them. Uh, memorial tattoos and stuff like this. This is a way that people cope with other people disappearing. Yeah, yeah, because they can always have that memory with them, and they, you know, in a way that they don't, they don't really have to to lose that part of them. I mean, especially if they don't didn't really know them other than listen to their music. Yeah, but you get to the point where you start to feel like you know someone when you know their music. I guess and you're listening right. to them, and they've worked. You know, some of that music is. Lots of people, music is therapy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's worked through breakups and hard times, and they've worked through hard times with the drummer off Foo, Foo Fighters, right? And, yeah. And so yeah. you do feel a, an attachment. I was sad about that guy. He was, uh, he was like a, a ball of energy, you know? Yeah. Um, he had a good positive influence in the music scene. I think he actually, mm-hmm. wasn't he the drummer with like a... Kurt Cobain as well. Oh, Lannis Morissette. Oh, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Kurt Cobain had um, the lead singer of the Foo Fighters was the drummer of that band. Wasn't Dave Grohl? Dave Grohl. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It was. It was. It was tough, you know, because like um, I love that band, Foo Fighters. They did a good job. But I always thought to myself, man, that drummer, he always looks like he just got back from the beach. You know, he always had that red glow to his skin. And I thought to myself, gosh, I hope he's not on a bunch of drugs. <clears throat> and it turns out he was on a bunch of drugs. So they found like 10 different drugs on him. That, that whole thing with the mixing opioids and benzos and plus this and heroin and all that stuff. And yeah, they found all that in his system. It's just kind of sad. And then someone made the comparison of like, well, man, that's kind of like, uh, so Dave Grohl lost... Um, Kurt Cobain, and he was a very, you know, enigmatic sort of musician that was just kind of caught up in the drugs. And then, well, now he's got this amazing drummer, and he, I mean, they almost looked kind of similar. Long, shaggy, surfer-esque blonde hair, and then also a love of the heroin. It's like a, I don't know, it's, it's, it stinks. I wish, I wish there wasn't such a, such a link between, um, celebrities rock and roll and the drugs because it I mean this stinks we could have been listening to this guy for a few more decades at least right and I hate I hate to just have that as a comment but you are the music guy and, and I'm not and I am aware that there's you know there's definitely the, the drug problem with uh, musicians and things like that but I, I was actually just kind of thinking to myself like it's kind of nice listening to a podcast while I'm getting tattooed. Yeah. And so as you were talking, I'm like, yeah, this is, if we weren't podcasting, I'd probably want to be listening to a podcast. Uh-huh. It's what I do at the dentist because I have, I have hearing aids and they just Bluetooth into my ears. And so 
the dentist actually gets really excited when they realize that I can like just listen to a podcast. Oh, really? And so I just listen to a podcast while I'm at the dentist. Nice. It feels like we're doing another line. We're doing yeah. another line. The line is so much easier to handle hmm. than the shading. Well, it's like it's almost like a relief. He's just like dotting it, dotting it along the along the way. Probably, you, probably. you know, like if you do like a really hard workout, but then like later they're like, "Hey, just do ten push-ups." It's like that. Oh, okay. It's like, well, at least I don't have to, you know, do whatever we were doing before, run five miles or something, you know. Yeah. Oh, just ten push-ups. Okay. okay I mean, yeah, I, I got that. I don't want to do that, but I got it. No worries. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, this would be a cool job for any musician to uh, tattoo tattoo during the day. And then rock out at night. I mean, seems cool. But then I start to think about: Do your hands get tired? I mean, are you you're holding this thing all day? Is your is your hand gonna get tensed up? Well, not really. I'm right-handed, mm -hmm. and I play guitar as well, actually. And nice. um, all the fingering that's done on a fretboard is with my left hand. There you go. So unless I'm finger picking, doing classical style music, it's mm -hmm. it's fine. It's, it works out great. And that is a big. I mean, it reminds me of something like a comfort, like, you know, when you use a pen or pencil and you can put on that attachment over it and it just makes it this bigger, comfortable thing to hold. That's kind of what I'm thinking. You have a nice wide grip on it. I consider it my training wheels. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Once you get to that point after tattooing for so many years, it, it you can't really, I mean, I can't hold on to the little tiny grips anymore. I have to really have those nice big ones to hold on to for a longer period of time or my hand really cramps up. Ah, yeah, I got you. That's what I found with, uh, it's like finding the, the type of guitar that you like. If you're going to be doing it all day, it's important. You can't have, I mean, if, even if it's the one that everyone else is using, you got to find the one that's not going to hurt you. Especially when you're trying to do like straight lines on someone else's skin. You know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about, Brian? I know what you're talking about. He's like, I feel it. I feel what you're talking about. <laughs> I feel like Brian's never felt what I've said so deeply. Like right now, he's like, yes, I understand the tattoo part of this conversation. In my soul. Mm -hmm. Down to your bones. But I was thinking the same thing. My, my first tattoos, I feel like they, it wasn't even a battery-powered thing. I feel like there was like a cord and a plug. Mm-hmm. And this is like battery powered. Like you could just, yeah. He could be tattooing you. Like it, it's, it feels like it has better power. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's, it's more horsepower or something. Mm -hmm. uh, RPMs. I don't know what words I'm supposed to be using. But, ma uh, machines have substantially changed over the years. We used to all run coil machines. A lot of artists still uh, continue to use coil machines. There's nothing really wrong with coil machines. Um, just... I prefer to use these uh, machines because they're more consistent. Every single time you get on it and you start running lines on it, it's always going to give you the same quality work. It's going to give you the same quality lines, and that's, uh, that's something that's going to help anybody or any type of an artist that's looking to do this in the long haul. You need quality machines so that you can produce something consistently. And uh, hmm. switching to these machines have actually boosted my capabilities as an artist as well it's it's just consistent it hits the same every time and hmm. uh, i have three different machines that i use so, so it, it, it used to be you'd turn it on and it it might hit a little different you're seeing hit 
Yeah, and so you kind of have to adjust your style and your you know, tempo, your pressure as you're tattooing. Yeah, so there's uh, the concept behind it is like, for instance, these machines, they, don't, they have zero give, which means if I, if I really push down on you, uh, it's, it's going to really go deep into your skin. Oh. And uh, the old coil machines, they had little spring sets on them. And they would be the con they would control basically that tension. The problem is is that you would have to tune that machine after so many tattoos to always have that consistent tension, or it would always change, mm -hmm. giving you issues. Am I remembering rubber bands too? Yeah, the the rubber bands used to wrap around the machine, and it would hold the needle um, tight to the back of the tube, so the needle wouldn't flop around in the receiving tube. Yeah, I remember rubber bands and going, rubber bands? Hmm. Oh, that okay. doesn't seem like an exact science. Yeah, <laughs> that seems like an emerging, um, an emerging science. Right, like <laughs> is the machine, I used to think, like, it, is the machine broken? Like, shouldn't it work without those rubber bands? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they always made a machine look really cheap to put rubber bands around <laughs> it. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. This one looks like professional. I mean, in, until you put the smiley face yellow tape on the end for your grip. Um, there's nothing wrong with my smiley face. I didn't say there's anything wrong with it. It just doesn't, it maybe takes the level of professionalism down a little bit. <laughs> I have a, I, I order these in bulk and I have a multitude of different types. Uh, I have like camouflage. I have little doggy footprints. I got pink and I got, I got everything there is to get. Nice. I want to know what kind of machine the blind guy's using. Is he still using the coil or did he upgrade? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a good question. Is that, it? Because I, I don't know. I want to know, like, is he worried about straighter lines and consistency when every time it's just he doesn't know what he's... I can't stop thinking about this guy. <laughs> You're back to the blind guy. Yeah, I was thinking, like, I want to... I kind of... I Like, I get it now. I kind of almost want to tattoo from him because I'm like, this is crazy. I feel this like is... by the time we're done here, you're going to be asking for a booth here. Well, sure, if I can get the clientele. <laughs> no, we're not even going to wait until the end. You're just going to ask now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let me let me adjust real quick. I just want to get you know get me um, a blindfold and some willing and a willing customer base. Shoot, and then you tell me exactly what you want, and I will approximate it with my eyes closed. Just, basically, just everybody that comes in, you just tattoo the same sunflower. I know how to do sunflowers now. Everyone gets a sunflower. <laughs> that's, that's all you get. But you go through a whole discussion with them of mm -hmm. like, oh, what would you like? I'd like a wolf howling at the moon. Okay. Okay, perfect. perfect. And then when you sunflower. put the stencil down, it's a sunflower. <laughs> and you go, this is it, right? Yep. And this they're like, no. Mm, yep. And they all disagree. Oh, oh, you were talking about something that you could see. Oh, no. <laughs> I, my tattoos come from within. You got to think of the abstract. The abstract. Those words were just sounds. And I let them rattle around in, my, in the smithy of my soul. And your wolves look like a sunflower. Okay? If that's what you're seeing, that's fine. I'm seeing a wolves. <laughs> uh, we're, we're back to the sensitive spot again. Mm, having another pass, another line. I like it. If he keeps going like this. It's a, it's a little higher, uh -huh. and so it is, it's a little less painful. Mm. I think I we just do lines all the way up. Give you a wrist that looks like a... And then I can just number them all yep. on, on pain scale. Because that's what we should have thought, thought of before, is like when he started, 
mm-hmm. you know, some kind of scale. Like a one to ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We haven't hit ten. That's not a challenge. <laughs> that's not that's not something we ever want to. Hey, slip me a twenty. Huh? <laughs> it's a challenge to never hit ten, hopefully. If we can <laughs> let's see if you can never ever. That'd be good. I do already like the way it's looking though. I do have to say that. Yeah, yeah. It looks, um, yeah, straight <laughs> and black. <laughs> black lines, straight lines, fading. Yeah, man. I like it. Yeah, we're going to get the trees coming up from here, going up, and that's going to create that silhouette. But where's the sunflower go, honestly? I'm going to hide it in there. Get it? <laughs> get a little sunflower down in the, can we the put, field. Can we put it in the spot of pain? Just like a... There's already a sunflower there. Super intricate. (laughs) I guarantee there's already a sunflower there. There's a sunflower there, for sure. It's made of redness. That's like... And and we will. You can check our Instagram. There will be like before and after pictures Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that. Yep, yep. I'm I'm getting a few. Maybe I should get one of this line. Getting... Tattooed while podcasting. You know, when you say it at the bar, it's the best idea. You know what I mean? But then when it's like getting done to you, are you thinking, um, how am I supposed to talk? <laughs> like, when he's at this spot, that's all I'm thinking about is Joe, stop playing with the camera. You need to be talking. It's, the only, it's like the best time to get a picture of you, though. You realize. It's the only time you pull out the camera. I know. I'm like, he's <laughs> wincing in pain. I need to all get the, this. All the pictures are going to be your inner it's, arm. They're just like this. It's just like, I wish I, I, I still haven't got that picture. You know, when you're just like, oh, gee. Because <laughs> that's what we're that's, that I'm looking for that one for the cover art. You know what I mean? Uh, the episode art? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm doing my best to do that face when you don't have the camera out. Okay. Ow. Yeah, that's looking good. Looks like I'm taking pictures of people getting tattooed. <laughs> yep. That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going down. Looks like a sunflower. Looks like a sunflower. Alright, so now we're this far, I'm gonna put that first little bit of a stencil on just for a background. Okay. So I know where I am. A little reference. I can tell you that uh, we are gonna have to stop at one point. My, my post, what do you, what's it, my bum. It's like, your posterior? My posterior. That's the word I was looking for. I couldn't say it. Mm-hmm. Couldn't think of that word. I need to like stand. Give my oh. butt some air. Some time. I'm going to leave my pants on. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'll just need to stand. It's like a little, a little numb. Okay. Gotcha. That, you know what I mean? I need, more, I need more cushion. I need more cushion under my... My, my bum. I am exactly. Oh, that reminds me. I'm going to go um, afterward if I have time today. Dang, probably won't have time. I need a new bike seat to get put on my bike because parts of me were going numb. He just randomly just follows his train of thought. Wait, you, know? you do have a seat on your bike, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah parts, of, parts of me went numb when I was using it. And I was like, whoa, this is alarming. I've never had this part of my body completely numb. 
And then I was like, I'm going to throw this bike away. This is stupid. And then Brian was like, why not just another seat? You could, they come off and you put another one on. I'm like, oh my God, of course. Because I got this thing from like the, the, the 70s. I found it at a garage sale. Their butts were... Their butts were different in the but, 70s. Wasn't the 70s uh, fat bottom girls from mm, Queen? Oh, maybe. I think so. Yeah. So they just... They're built different. They're built different. Parts of me went numb that shall not be named on this episode. But if you're looking for um, a bonus material, I could tell that story. <laughs> so did you um, draw up those trees or was that copied off of something? It's, uh, it's a silhouette background of trees. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And did you draw those yourself? You were looking at something maybe or? You got them, off of a, got them directly off of a silhouette background online. Oh, so cool. they're actual trees. Oh, gotcha. Cool, cool. So these are the actual trees, and we just kind of got them on a little stencil. We're going to stick them on there. Why does it look just like a sunflower? I don't know. Because that's what we're going for. Because right? I, I slipped them 20. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can stand up for a okay, second let's, if you need Can we to. pause it for a minute so I can stand up? Yeah, I'm going to attempt to pause. After my butt was numb, we're getting Vaseline now. <laughs> you did get it recorded. I didn't know you hit record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vaseline me very well. <laughs> so yeah, we're kind of building a scene on my arm. I'm I'm somewhat into hunting, and so we got trees. I think we're eventually going to have an elk. Maybe a guy with a bow. What we're working on here. Not trying to surprise anybody, you know, with the outcome. I guess, spoiler alert, that's what we're doing. Came back. Yep, we're back into it. I have my uh, my jacket underneath my bum now. Okay. I don't yeah. know if it's going to help. I don't have like a, it's not like a puffy jacket. Remember that year that all the um, trucks just have, just like got heated and, and air conditioned seats? Yeah. I was like, somebody's watching out for butts in the well, auto industry. The, the problem is now, though, that I have those like heated seats and really comfortable seats in my truck. Even air-conditioned? No, they're not air-conditioned. They're not blowing cold no. air up? Okay. No. Okay. Um, I think it's weakened our bums. Oh, okay. Right? And so like, I probably would have been able to handle this Yeah. yeah. had I not had the cushy driver's seats. So you know, just, for the last several years. So you've been spoiled. Yeah, the Corinthian leather. Hmm. That makes sense. I you can know. honestly say, like, I have air-conditioned seats in my truck, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I don't like it. It's as if uh, all of a sudden you wet your pants when it turns on. Yeah, you're like, why do I feel like I've wet my pants? Oh, it's, oh, air conditioning directly <laughs> there on my area. Hmm. Okay. It's... It's alarm because when else would you do that? My area. I'm trying to think of the best way to just without being without being too crude. Yeah, too crass. Like, but when else would you do that? I mean, well, okay, guilty. Maybe one time during the summer and you have no AC, you stand over a fan, right? I've never done that. What? I can honestly say I've never done that either. Never? Never. You got you guys would never survive in a desert. <laughs> I've definitely been in a desert. Not on, he he so mentioned Egypt. <laughs> no, that, it's all made up. You guys, that was all pampered. You guys were on like yeah. 
You were with the Army, I mean, which is basically a travel agency, honestly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're lucky I know you're joking. You know, like I, I, and just in the defense of other Army guys would want to mm-hmm. Will Smith you right now. If they could catch me. <laughs> Have you seen how slow the Army guys are? Oh, oh. <laughs> Getting even worse. That's why, I mean, it's why you even have Marines, because we're quick. The, we get in there, we get out. The, the, worst, the worst thing I've ever done with a fan is my brother and I used to be on the back side of a fan with the dog on the other side, and we'd throw bologna through it. Okay. <laughs> it was one of these, like, industrial, it was like metal. Oh, okay. And we took the, 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 the grates around fans are so that you don't, throw bologna in it, right? Mm-hmm. Or like cut your fingers off. Right. Well, this thing was like metal, sharp, industrial strength, lots of noise fan, Which, right? You took off the guards or something? Yeah, we took off all of it around it and then we'd yeah. throw bologna to our dog <gasps> through it. I feel like standing over a fan is like... <laughs> Invigorating. It, it makes sense. Throwing bologna to a dog through a fan is like... It's like an extra step, honestly. I, I'm just... I'm not, I'm not like picturing you, <laughs> but I'm kind of picturing you like standing over a fan. You mentioned at home, so. Picture me in a kilt if you want. Okay. <laughs> in a kilt minus a kilt. Because on that day, that's when I'd be wearing the kilt, man. That's, those things are nice. I'm like, I, every time I put on a kilt, I'm like, why, why don't guys wear stuff like this all of the time? I'm so comfortable. Everything else is just so, I don't know, to make other people comfortable, because I'm not comfortable. I'm comfortable when I put a kilt on and stand over a fan on a hot day. <laughs> I have a kilt. I do know that they are very comfortable. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Okay, well, I'm the only person here without a kilt then. Cast the first stone, ye who has no kilt. Oh, you really? Okay, well, we got to get you a kilt, man. Even Because there's a thing called a sport kilt. Shout out to the Stoddards, who sold me my first and only uh, sport kilt. But it just it's like Velcro just wraps around you. And you're you're good to go, basically. You can go anywhere. You can you can basically conquer the world, like the Celts did, in your awesome looking outfit. What was uh, what was the guy's name? Braveheart. Yeah, Braveheart. Yep. What was his name? Uh, William Wallace. William Wallace. I shall tell you the story of William Wallace. Historians in England shall tell you that I am a liar, but it's the. It's the people who kill the heroes who write the stories and the history. Aren't they? That was pretty good. Thanks, man. That's good. I just, there was a time when I just loved Braveheart. I think most of the podcast is me trying to think of ways to get you to say an accent without saying, Joe, do the accent. Oh, okay. So I'll just do it, jump into it. I'll do it. I'll try to, I'll try to yeah, toss you just them out do, more often. Yeah, you do accents all the time. What am I... I don't know why I like the little weird parts of movies like Adrian Where's Your Hat like at the very end of Rocky oh right <laughs> but in uh, but in Braveheart my, one of my favorite lines is I love you always have I want to marry you and I was like what that is hilarious to me like what that just seems like he, well, he's getting to the point I could never see myself asking someone to marry me it's like well I love you always have I want to marry you if you watch the movie, that's how it happens. Does William Wallace say that? Mm-hmm. I have loved you my whole life. Because she says, oh, am I to marry you then? And he goes, well, I've loved you my whole life. That was the whole conversation. i got to rewatch that movie. Yes, you do. 
It's my wife's like favorite movie. Ugh, it's so sad though. You gotta get gotta get past that first twenty minutes or whatever it is. <sighs> the first twenty minutes and then the last minutes when he's getting like dismembered. Yeah, but they never got him to yield, which is the key. You know what I mean? Yeah, when he yells freedom. They're tearing out his guts and he's like, Psh, do what you want, sucker. I'm William Wallace. And that inspired people to then fight there and get their freedom. Right. Was his whatever, taking that stuff. Strangely enough, I've actually done a lot of portraits of William Wallace. I don't think that's strange. I mean, if they were current, I would think it was strange. But when it was coming out, oh yeah. Yes. I always thought it was kind of weird doing portraits of Mel Gibson. I was going to say, were, were you doing Mel Gibson? It was Mel Gibson. It was Mel Gibson, right. Yeah. Mel Gibson as William Wallace. That is strange. Correct. That is very okay, strange. Okay, yeah, that's a little strange. Because then, you know, he he's not like the easiest character now nowadays. He's He, he took a turn for the, I'm going to be a little crazy. Well, and that's the problem of getting stuff like that. Like, I never wanted to get anything for a band. Because mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen with that band. Yeah, exactly. What if they all just, like, their next album is just extremely racist? Oh, yeah, exactly. And now you're just a racist. Or what if uh, you love you got a picture of Will Smith because he's a pacifist, <laughs> you know? And you're like, slap! He's like, oh, man! He is not a pacifist. He just slapped or, the guy. Chris Rock because you, you thought he was just this really tough guy. Oh, yeah, he was really tough. Or he never made joke, off jokes about women. He was just so respectful, like, or whatever. <laughs> I kind of want to get a tattoo of Chris Rock's face right after he got slapped. Like, what's happening? <laughs> okay, have you s- the the picture that um, I shared on Instagram, uh, the, oh, uh-huh. the little meme thing that I made of like you and me, uh-huh. but you were you were Will Smith, I was Chris Rock, right? And it was uh, about the the mouth feel, right? Because uh-huh. you really hate that phrase, that word, right? But when you see that, it actually that picture makes it look staged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we had that discussion, um, you know, not recorded. We had that discussion where, like, man, was this stage just to try to get more people to watch this award show? Yeah, maybe, because I have not thought of Will Smith or Chris Rock in years. So Will Smith, I've thought about how horrible he was as the genie. Terrible. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. And Prince of Bel-Air, like, that's always there. Like, Will Smith kind of stays up front. But Chris Rock, I haven't thought of him in a a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. And it turns out his jokes are not all that fresh, you know? Yeah, well, they didn't land that night, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's well, and I think they said that, like, Will Smith laughed at first. Mm, oh, maybe he did, and then maybe... And then, and then was like, wait well, a minute. We'll have to go back to the tape to see if... He, maybe he just <laughs> saw the look on his wife's face, and he was like, oh, well, if I need she... To I need to answer for this now. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. say... I'm going to have to say something to this guy. Yeah. Because that ain't going to do. And he didn't say anything. Well, I mean, he did. He said the same thing twice. (laughs) (laughs) It's very clear. Once once with sign language. Yes. He was like, I'm I'm going to express something to you without words. It's going to be a type of interpretive dance. (laughs) You may feel something if we come into contact. But then I'm going to say it. I'm going to say what it is I want you to do, which is kind of stinky. You know what I mean? Why not say it first? Hey... Don't do not do that joke. That's not cool, man. And then if he was just like, well, I'm going to do whatever I want, even if you come up here and slap me, then, man, perfect. It would just be... <laughs> then go slap him. What are you going to do? Come up here and slap me? That's not going to happen, so get out of here. And then, <laughs> then perfectly, he would just be like, okay, well, I am also Will Smith. So, I mean, I, I have a gym in my house, basically. I can take 
growth hormones. I don't know what he does to stay in shape, to be honest with you. Next year, they're probably going to have The Rock up there telling the jokes. Yeah, I'll tell the jokes. Anyone come, come slap me? By the way, everyone's wife is bald. <laughs> Progressively keep getting like bigger and bigger dudes. Just have all the Gracies. Yeah. <laughs> Just like all UFC fighters hand out awards now. If you, wanna ha- if you have a problem with them, you go ahead and slap them. Ain't going to be no little, little defenseless Chris Rock. I mean, has he ever, ever even been in an action movie? Oh, wait. I feel like he has. No, that was Chris Tucker. Oh, Chris Tucker. <laughs> Beverly Hill Ninja. Ooh, was that him? That was him. That was him. Mm, Beverly Hills Ninja with... Um, Chris Farley. Chris Farley, yeah, Chris, yeah. The Chris's. That was action-packed. One of his best movies ever, honestly. I mean, I don't know why I didn't get... It's an Oscar. An uh, Emmy. An Emmy and an Oscar. You know what I mean? Because who doesn't like the story of the white ninja? Who's also super big. <laughs> it's essentially Kung Fu Panda before Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, yeah. That, was Kung Fu Panda s- stealing the Beverly Hills Ninja idea? They had to have. Like, somebody had to watch that and go, you know, this isn't great for adults, mm-hmm. but what if we made Chris Farley a panda? And, mm-hmm. and somebody was like, yeah, I'm writing that right now. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. I still want to wear that. I just rewatched Creek Kung Fu Panda just the other day. Mm. My well, my grandson, who is very young, little baby, <laughs> four months old, mm-hmm. very young. He's he's entertained by the noise and movement of the TV, uh-huh. and so I I choose not to watch adult movies when he's at the house. Uh-huh. You know, That's the excuse I give I, people too. I just <laughs> feel better, but now I get to rewatch all these cartoons now yeah. that I watched with my kids the first time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Kung mm-hmm. Fu Pandas. I love Kung Fu. I love Kung Fu. <laughs> and my favorite, favorite word from that movie is skidoosh. Skidoosh. I didn't stop saying that word for a good year and a half. I still use it. People are like, you should stop using that word. I hate that word. And I'm like, you better find new friends because I'm not going to stop using it. Skidoosh. You think that would be safe to get tattooed on you? That word? Skidoosh. I would look it up, man. It's probably some... Some hate group has probably got it tattooed on their forehead. <laughs> We're the Skadoosh soldiers. We, 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 we choose a new ethnicity a month and just hate that one. And the other, other ones are cool. Okay, so I won't get that word. Okay. I'm going to look up that hate group. I bet you there is just a random hate group. Like, we, we choose not to choose who we hate. We like to pull it out of a hat, like, once a year. And these are the people we don't like. This year, it's, um, we don't like the tribes of Alaska. So we're just, we don't like them. What could you have against the tribes of Alaska? They're, they're clubbing up all the seals and, and using their fats and doing it. And it's their, their excuses, that's what they've always done in their tribes. <laughs> I feel that you could be part of one of these hate groups pretty easily, Joe. I look like I'm a part of like four hate groups. I'm just not. I just, I only, I look that way. Yes, you're right. I do. I do. <laughs> Guilty. Okay. <laughs> you know, when I had a shaved head in the Marine Corps, people were like, so you, is it, you know, I don't want to assume like, do you, do you hate a group of people or are you dying from a thing? <laughs> and I'm like, um, kind of both after you said that. <laughs> yeah. I, I imagine you look a lot like my arm when it, when it was shaved. Yeah, your arm looks like it hates minorities. <laughs> <laughs> when it's shaved. A shaved white. My right arm looks very 
not hateful. Yeah, and I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying that's how it strikes me, you know? That's the society we live in, man. Every time you see that sort of thing, you're like, yep, that person doesn't like any, anybody but people that look like him. Mm-hmm. That's why he's got that look or tattoo. Are we going to have... Is this just going to be a black and gray motif with these trees, by the way? Or yeah. is this going to have any color? I believe so. Ooh, yeah. Uh, did you want color? Do you want color in this, Brian? <laughs> nope. No color? Yeah, no. This is definitely going to be like black and gray. Mm. Um, this is just the uh, the silhouette part of it. And then uh, it's going to be fairly dark. And once we get up above where we're going to be doing some of the other things, like the bow hunter and the elk, you're going to get into a lot more percentiles of gray, uh, really light color gray. I'm going to build gray pieces uh, in the forest as well, but I want to knock out the definite black beforehand and get that all buzzed into the skin. And then yeah. we'll work on the background, which is going to be more of a 30% gray wash. Mm. Now, I don't want it with a 20%, but 30%, that's going to look great. <laughs> I have 20 here, too. I would suck at a tattoo convention. I would just not know. <laughs> Can you... <laughs> I use the slightly grayer gray. I would be that's the, what I would have said. I would be that person that comes in and asks all the wrong questions. Like so everybody um, always asks me about all my gray right here. If they look at it and they go, "Why do you have like so many different caps full of just black?" Yeah, how is that helpful? And it's yeah, it usually doesn't make sense to anybody, but they're all different percentiles of gray wash. These are just the subtle tones that we use to bring out the art. Yes. It's not just black and white. There's shades of gray. In life and in tattoos. I was going to say, in, in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's not... I've heard, of, I heard, I've heard that there's specifically 50 shades of gray certain places, but I've never read the book or seen the movie, so this is all just... I don't like kids talking about Pokemon. I'm like, okay, that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> so when people talk about Fifty Shades of Grey, you're just like, okay, that sounds fun. That sounds fun. Yep, okay. I almost got it tattooed on me, but somebody was like, I don't know if I would get Fifty Shades of Grey tattooed on me. So you should look into that. So word to the wise. You know, if you're going to get a tattoo on you, you know, just give it, Google, a, Google give, it, it first. give it a quick Google, just in case, you know. You don't, you don't want to make sure that those uh, deciduous trees on your arm aren't also the mark of some sort of Norse hate group. Yeah. <laughs> the trees I'm getting here are part of a racist group. Are they, dis- are they deciduous? Or are they... <laughs> what did you say earlier? That's a word I'm going to have to Google. <laughs> That's a word I'm going to have to Google. Are those trees... I, I normally would know what deciduous means, but I, I'm finding it difficult to recall things as I need to. Yeah, no, I bet you. And it's... It's weird for me to comment on it without commenting on, commenting on it, because at first I'm like, I'll just talk about what I'm seeing, but then I hear, then I'm realizing like you're not looking at what's happening for a reason, and maybe you don't want to know the oh, no, details. Oh no, you, 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 know you totally I mean? can let people know, because I actually thought just a little bit ago, I'm like, do people even remember that there's still a tattoo going on? <sighs> Probably not. We're so nonchalant about it. I yeah, mean, we're just like talking about Chris oh, Rock and. I'm gonna get a few. Um, uh, progress picks while we're talking. This is kind of fun using this camera. This is Melanie's. Thanks, Melanie, by the way. Let me use this camera. It is the cheapest 
camera. I don't even know if they make these anymore. It's a Canon Rebel T3i. Uh-oh. That's like, what? The bottom one that you could even get in Walmart is the T5i. But this thing works. You guys will see. We'll post some pictures. You're going to be like, who is the professional taking pictures of that tattoo? Did they bring somebody in from out of state? And I'm not going to say no. Well, I guess I am. I'm, I'm doing it. It's me. I'm, I'm, anything that's good that you see, I'm just going to take credit for it. Is that fair? <laughs> that's fair. We'll just tell people you did the tattoo. Mm, well, I got Stefan in the picture. Though. I guess we'll give him credit. He's doing good, man. He looks efficient to me. I mean, I would have had like two more trees done, but he's he's going. He leans more towards quality, right? <laughs> You'd just be trying to get stick figure trees done real quick. Yeah, with a blindfold on though, and they'd all somehow look like a sunflower. Mm, if I'm gonna like practice sunflowers blindfolded, and then if I can make that a thing, a Facebook page is going up, my friend. And then people are just gonna start to reaching out. I bet you if I do that, I, I go to sleep, I, I post it, and then I go to sleep, and then the next morning I have like 10 people, 10 inquiries, like, hey, can we get some time in that chair? And I'll be like, nope, booked out, six months. <laughs> and then I would go to a couple tattoo conventions, learn how to talk the lingo, you know, because I don't know what they're talking about, all this grayscale stuff, right? And then, right. <laughs> then, I, I don't know how to comment on this, Joe. Then I'm going to start talking the talk then. And then they're going to be like, okay, can we finally get in that chair, man? I'll pay anything. I'm like, fine, fine. It's $1,000 an hour, though, okay? And then that's basically my retirement story. I'm like, I'm pre-writing my retirement. There's, there's things that happen with this 30 needles. Not, I'm not, I didn't say dirty. 30. 30 needles. The 30 dirty, needles. The dirty 30. 30 needles. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that I see him do, and I'm like, how is that like happening on my skin? How is he like as quick what he's as doing? they move, and as quick as he moves, I'm like, mm-hmm. how is that safe? Yeah, it wasn't probably the first ten times he did it. No, <laughs> it was probably like, mm, mm, you should be going slower. Mm, that didn't come out very well. But he's been doing it a long time now, since '99. Well, I was actually doing it before '99. That's when I got. That's when I was licensed. See those ones before '99 though. There was, there was, there's a story from 99 that he's told us before. Uh, when he got a piercing that went awesome. and He, he was had, working at a tattoo shop. And he had no pain or uh, confliction. You, you ever had any weird piercings? Yeah. So I had a piercing one time. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I was working in a shop. And uh, one of the girls that was working there that was a piercer, uh, she, we were talking about different piercings. And she brought up one, of course, of, I didn't really know what it was. Uh, the technical terminology for it is an apodravia. Apodravia? So, Sounds like um, a sleeping pill. Yeah. It definitely doesn't make you sleep when <laughs> you get it. <laughs> it's not a relaxing. <laughs> it's not relaxing. Describe so, this apodravia. Um, without being vulgar, I would say that if you were to take a carrot and stab it right to the very tip all the way through from the top all the way through the bottom. I see. Through, through the carrot's urethra. So if a carrot had a urethra and you pierced it, that? That would be it. Yeah, it was a... From top to the bottom. And so that probably went well the first time she did it. Yeah, it was, it was definitely the most painful thing I'd ever felt in my entire life. Um, she was 
she definitely didn't do it right. And when she was done, she said that I, I couldn't use the carrot for six months afterwards. <laughs> no carrot soup for six months. Ugh. So I, I left it in, and I went through the, the uh, joy of having that for a while, right up until um, I was down in Texas doing a working down there in Texas and I had a, I was traveling around a lot and I had a fifth wheel and I was in a little tiny bathroom showering and I had purchased at Costco, that way I don't have to always go shopping, but I purchased at Costco the economy size herbal essences bottle mm-hmm. for shampoo and conditioner. So it smells good. Yeah. And it was, it was all together in one great huge bottle. And, uh, so while I was spinning around in the bathroom, washing the hair and whatever have you, I dropped the bottle, this massive bottle that has a cap that looks much like a mushroom tip. It's very hooked. And as I dropped it, it caught on the tip of the barbell and ripped it halfway out. Mm. Halfway out the carrot. Yes. Carrot soup. So after that, I, I Julie and your carrot. I after that, I was I was done with the piercings. I uh, shortly after took it out and never went back to it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That you Short, stuck shortly with it. after for me would be seconds, but shortly after, as you saying it, seems like it wasn't seconds. Yeah, I, I contemplated keeping it for a little while <laughs> until I realized that my carrot had an extra belly button, and then I said, no way, it's done. This could happen again, <laughs> you know? This could happen again. I don't know if I want that to happen again. Yeah, so I, I, I quickly took it out and, and done. Finished. So, so, yeah, exact thing, exactly the same thing happened to me. <laughs> I had a piercing in my right ear that was a hoop. And also long hair. And when I was brushing it one time, I caught that hoop and it and it tore tore my ear a l- little bit. And I was like, "Nope, not gonna do it." So I just feel like we have the same story. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yours sounds exactly the same. Yep, Joe. Same anatomy. Yeah. Yep. Same. Same. I yep. I, I remember I did have my ears pierced and I've had my tongue pierced. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worst part about the tongue piercing was. Uh, your tongue doesn't know, like it doesn't have a brain, mm-hmm. but your tongue often works without using your brain. Like mm-hmm. when you're chewing, you're not like, oh, move this food over here. Mm-hmm. It just does it. Yeah. And so it thinks the little ball on the top of your barbell is a piece of food. Oh. And so it moves it over. And so especially when you're eating like round things, right? Like mm-hmm. cereal or something. It moves that over, and then you bite down on this metal barbell. That was the worst. But I don't Ooh. feel either of our experiences are even close <laughs> Yeah, no. to, wh- what was the term you used? Mm-hmm. There's a cooking term. I don't remember now. Oh, julienne. Yeah, julienne carrot. A julienne carrot. Yeah. And so your <laughs> carrot's all deformed now. Yeah. Well, Pretty much. <laughs> There's really no way around saying it. 
That's cool. It has it has pizzazz. So it's like an heirloom, like an heirloom carrot. Yeah, it's That's a good. Cool, man. It's a good. You know, <laughs> looks like you used to stand over the fan a little too close. Yeah, yeah. Man. feeding feeding dogs. <laughs> that looks like you used to throw baloney through a fan to feed your dogs. There. I gotta stop laughing. <laughs> you gotta stop laughing, or those trees are going to be sunflowers. Sunflowers, which would also be cool. So, um, can we get that type of piercing here? Yeah, absolutely. So we do Sweet. everything. We do from apodravias, we do frenums, we do... You're going to have to explain these. What was a frenum again? Okay, so... I feel like I know what that one is, but so, I don't know what that uh, one is. You can, you can make a cross on the front of the tip. You can do all oh, kinds of stuff. Oh, okay. So we're still talking... Okay. There's typical... <laughs> we're still talking all carrot piercings mm. here. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then there's, there's all the different female ones. Uh, we do all piercings here. Um, there's not any piercings that we don't do. Mm, that covers it, I think, if we people's do, wondering. Can we you, do everything. Can you pierce my sternum? Like, I saw people do that. And you're like, yep, we, we do them. Yep, I can cool. do that for you. Okay, full, full piercing. Um, full piercing service. Yeah, we do everything in the piercing field, and that's where the that's uh, awesome. suspensions come in, as you had witnessed. We do all of those as well. So we have a great variety of different things that we can do piercing-wise and suspension-wise. How many, um, roughly how many suspensions have you done since you've been in town? Um, we've done... I, I'm not really aware anymore how many we've done. We've done actually quite a few. Oh, really? Um, we've done enough now to where it's we have a clientele basis that come back fairly regularly to get flown from different positions. I know, um, for instance, our, one of our artists here, Sam, uh, she had flown her for her first time. She did a just typical from the back, a lot like Selena, but she's um, looking forward to doing one from her knees next. So she'll be... Uh, ver vertically upside down hanging by her knees so that should be a fairly interesting one the front of the knees or the back of the knees yeah they'll be they'll be pierced with a gilson hooks Ooh. which is gonna it'll be four inches of um, pierced area on her upper portions of her knees just above her knee there yeah Ooh. and then we'll pick her up and fly her upside down so in summer's around the corner so we're gonna be uh, piercing them also in the shop and then we're going to be going out and doing some nature flies too for instance um, off of bridges and off of trees and over the rivers and um, we'll be doing them um, there's a couple places at Holter Lake where there's overhanging trees over the water so it, for photo shoots and stuff like that they look really cool like the people walk on the water and they're suspended by nothing but hooks. So, and then we'll get into the more fun, playful ones where we're gonna be doing pendulum swings. Uh, I'm still locating different areas where we can do like 200 foot pendulum swings with four Gilson hooks. Uh, I had done this already in different parts of Europe. Um, you, then, you've done it in different parts of Europe where people hanging from their skin 200 foot swings uh, even more extreme than that I actually have a picture in the other room where in uh, Engelthal Switzerland they actually jump 
with four Gilson hooks attached to parachutes. They base jump and the parachute is attached only to their skin. Joe, I know you're taking pictures right now, but you're talking about parachuting where you're connected by your skin. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I know somebody that would want to try that. Cheddar, if you're listening, do you want to try that? I mean, I know you're into para- paramotoring, but don't you also want the thrill of having some hooks put in your back and legs and jumping off a mountain? You know? Like, you could not feel more like a bird. I have no idea. I'm just making that up. I just... <laughs> I don't know if bird is, is the feeling. What I, what I do remember is how much, just being here while that was going on, mm-hmm. how adrenaline rushed I was, and I wasn't even getting it done. Yeah, I can't imagine, like, that. I was happy that it was so, everything seemed so slow and careful, and there was no quick movements, but then, like, jumping off a mountain, like, you're, you're, now, well, then, have, you gotta land, also, you know, there's all this, I'm thinking, like, man, are you gonna get tossed around, you got these hooks in you, and, yeah, my imagination is, like, we need to see this, I can't, I can't put it together with the information you're giving me, <laughs> I just can't. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty wild thing to witness, and, and like you guys just said, you know the the energy that's involved is really profound when people are being suspended. It's it's not just a suspension. There, it's there's something really strange that occurs in the room, and it is very I don't know if mystic would be the the right word for it, but uh, there's just lots of energy in the room that goes around when you're suspending somebody, and the trust that's involved with the individuals. It's uh, really Cool thing, cool thing to witness. Yeah, I'm going to be listening to the rest of uh, our podcast later on today. I was interested. It was cool to watch. It was cool to then relive like the moment because I could feel like my 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 heart started to pump. I was like, "Geez, I'm getting like in the moment again." So you know, I can't I can't even imagine what it'd be like to actually hang or fly myself. So it just must be like ten ten levels above that. Well, we can definitely arrange a podcast for you. Mm-hmm. He's getting a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Next would be you get suspended. Yeah. Oh, hey, that seems yeah. um, terrible, like a terrible idea. It seems fair. <laughs> <laughs> it seems fair. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. on, a, on what scale, I have, I have never seen. But uh, no. The I sunflower know. scale. The sunflower scale. <laughs> I mean, maybe if I could tattoo a blindfolded tattoo on you, then... <laughs> Then it becomes fair. Then, so if you blindfold tattooed me, then you would get suspended. No, I'm, no, I wouldn't get suspended. I'm just saying it would probably be fair. Like oh. then it would be fair. So, so there's nothing actually we can do. No, no. I don't think so. No. Yeah, and, and I, it's the same for me. Yeah, that's yeah. just it's frightening. I'm like, but I like that people do it. Like with, with, without a doubt, Selena is more brave. Like, I don't even know how to say that. Like, There's just different. We're made different, you know? People, right. are, people have their different stuff. They have different switches inside of them. You know, what, what turns on your switches? Yeah, it's really one of those things where people, uh, they get into the body modification communities and they start seeing um, suspensions. And it's kind of one of those last big peaked thing for the piercing community. Like, people get piercings, then they get 100 piercings, and they're like, huh kind of ran out of things to do and I have to say the the body suspensions it's something totally different and it's it's its own caliber and 
Selena, just for her to come to the point where she's okay with being suspended. First, there's a lot of trust that's involved. She has to trust right. us. And, uh, you know, everything went really good. And uh, she flew up not only once, but actually, which is really hard for a lot of individuals to do, is she, she went up, she touched back down, and then we put her right back up again after a few minutes. She just wanted a little uh, quick break. And it's, uh, it's overcoming a lot for an individual to go that far and push themselves to the, to the total max what their bodies can, can do. You know, n nobody really knows exactly what your bodies are capable of until you press them to the very edges of all your sensories. She did a great job. It was a lot of fun. Well, and you had mentioned, too, like, the, the skin isn't like this unbreakable thing, you know? Like, it, it can handle a certain amount of weight, and then it's going to rip or tear or break, you know? And so there's actually quite a bit of geometry on your side, making sure that the the needles, the hooks, they can they can handle the weight in the right spots so that the skin doesn't tear when something like that's happening. Yeah, so like for every one Gilson hook, um, I've suspended people that were 300 plus by two Gilson hooks that were four gauges. Um, I've seen people do a lot smaller gauges, and by gauges I do mean like the, the needle size, the bar size that people are being suspended by. Right. Um, I've never seen anything terrible happen uh, during a flight that would have ever changed my mind to think that I would never want to do this for people. It's, uh, it's always been a really cool experience. And uh, yeah, I did a lot of training with it, did a lot of rigging training. Uh, of course, I did a lot of mountaineering too when I was younger, so that kind of helped. And uh, you know, just putting people up there in a safe way and getting everybody up and then back down and so that people can have a really good experience. I usually have people, they can have a rough time at the first for the first flight, but they always come back and they always want to do it again. And it's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool thing to do. I myself personally, I've never been flown. Uh, I think maybe that's something that I'll remedy also this summer. But I've flown hundreds of people, but I've never myself been flown. Interesting. And so you're thinking that you are going to do it this summer? I would assume that this summer I'm probably going to be flown to as well, yes. You're going to have Randy handle all that? Yep, I'll have Randy handle it. And, uh, you know, Randy's, Randy's doing a good job. He's memorizing. He's learning a lot of the mathematical equations for rigging. It's really important stuff. It's not just the piercing. It's, it's rigging. It's uh, weight per square inch on the skin. There's a lot of math that's involved in it. And uh, the rigging is extremely important. You can stress the skin by rigging things wrong. And he's learning everything awesome, and I trust him. And uh, once he's ready, and I turn it over, and I say he's no longer apprenticing, what's going to happen is he's going to fly me, and that'll be his, his, his test. I'll be the test guy. Yeah, because I was going to ask, you, you did training, so I'm assuming you just, there's not like a, a suspension college, you know, where you go to class, it's, you know, you're, you're getting, you're underneath, you're apprenticing underneath someone. Correct. So I apprenticed in, uh, in Alaska under BPU, which was Jason. And then, um, 
went with uh, a guy named Steve, which is one of the body piercing presidents right now of the piercing unions in America. And then I went out of my way also to even go further to get um, a lot of rigging classes. And when I did my mountaineering stuff, it, it's all applicable to what we're doing in the suspension field, knowing your weight and knowing what is the right, you know, things to utilize when we go up, when we have people on ropes, what what you're supposed to use, carabiner, snatch blocks, and everything that goes into making a flight safe. Everything that's in our shop right now, I could literally lift a truck off of the beam in there. It's, it's everything is rated for over a thousand pounds to, well, not just a thousand pounds, it's probably more or less like 6,000 pounds. Yeah, because that's, that's where my thought actually went, is like everything here looked completely sanitary and and safe. But when you're talking about trees by Holter Lake, <laughs> the tree becomes an equation, you know, a part of the equation that becomes even another level of danger on top of it. It does. You're absolutely correct. So the, the biggest thing that I have to do, um, the health department, they've actually worked with me because I am doing this and this is new to the area. They um, were a little at first taken back because it is new uh, to the area and nobody had really wanted to do anything like this. And so when we had one of our suspensions, we had the health department present and she kind of fell in love with the way we did everything and she really loved it and she, uh, she supports us in complete full. And we've had her on our side and uh, I'm in commu I communicate with her quite a bit and uh, She's coming up with a, a way to certify through the, the, not certify, but to make sure that the people that do want to use suspensions in their shops, possibly in the future, that they're going to have the right training. So I'm working with her on that one and also working with the Body Piercing uh, Foundation out of America to get that rolling to where when it is going to be more people wanting to do it in this area, if it does become more prominent that people will have the choice to do that and safely so that, yeah that's pretty cool heck yeah sounds um sounds like you're feeling a, a need here you know like there's not not anyone doing it and you're like well let's work with the people who will create this thing for the first time and then people who might want to come after you are going to have some place to go yeah it's going to fill a couple gaps here in Great Falls. Uh, body suspensions is one of them. Tattooing is one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, the next thing that um, they're, I'm actually talking with a surgeon here in town for patients that have had breast augmentation done mm -hmm. or um, need tattoos after, uh, what is it, a double vasectomy? I can't say that word. It's mm -hmm. hard for me. And um, tattooing... Um, areolas and things of this nature uh, in to help you know cancer patients and to help them overcome some of these situations so there's other things that I'm actually reaching out right now to some of the doctors in town I know that there is one physician that does practice also and she's uh, it's one of those things where it's a, it's a slow process but it's it's coming to light and I think it's going to be a really positive thing a lot of people go through a lot of situations and they don't really in Great Falls have the means to, you know, for instance, fly to Berlin and have, uh, you know, one of the guys that I went to his schooling and 
there and that's what he does now. He's a retired tattoo artist and he flies around the world and he actually tattoos nipples of all things hmm. so that um, people can get over some of the hardships they've been through. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't even, I, you know, you, you know, naive, mm-hmm. you know, to even thinking that that was a need. And then as soon as you're made aware, you're like, oh, that is a need. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And then if they could be um, still under when that tattoo happens, I'm sure that would help. <laughs> yeah, getting into the anesthesiology part of it would be really difficult. I can't do that, but um, I can definitely do the tattooing portion of it all. And I've done actually quite a few of uh, these types of tattoos for individuals that have had and had suffered through cancer and got over it. And uh, it's it's one of those things like, uh, you know, like you said, you don't even think about it because, you know, we, well, first off, we're, we're guys, so we don't really care so much. Uh, but for females, it can be very altering and devastating. And so it's a, it's a positive thing to bring to the community that gives uh, people options here in Great Falls itself. Right. Yeah, cool. Man, we're getting into all of it. Trying to do as much as I can. Jeez, where do you <laughs> find the time? Seems like you got to like tattoo all day, suspend all night, go schmooze with people to get things passed here and there, get a little <laughs> board meetings maybe, get into these clubs, reach out to doctors. Well, shoot. And also, you're trying to put on a convention as well. Yeah, we haven't necessarily announced that yet, but um, we do have a location, and we're working with the health department to just clarify a couple other things to make sure that everything is in the up and up as far as what the laws and regulations are here. Um, Yeah, but we're looking at sometime right around um, Halloween. We want to do it. We want to do not only a tattoo convention, but we want to do also a suspension show, which would probably entail a multitude of different suspensions, flying, and it has a very high ceiling, so we'd be able to fly people around. It'd be pretty cool. Suspension show at the tattoo convention in Great Falls. So what, sounds fun. I understand both words in tattoo convention Mm -hmm. but what happens at a tattoo convention so we're going to invite a multitude of different shops Um, I know a lot of different shops I was actually just down in Texas not too long ago and working with some of the shops down there so I'm going to put it out on the in the tattoo industry I'm a part of a couple different pages and whatnot and I'm going to invite different shops to come here from out of area of course it's definitely number one going to be open to the shops in this area that way some of the shops can get their, their name out there. We can do a little, you know, competitive, well, friendly, competitive, uh, show, you know, different shows. And people can get their portfolios out there, get the public more aware of which shops, uh, you know, that maybe their styles prove to benefit them a little bit more than maybe another shop. But uh, I'm already working with two other shops here in town uh, that are very like-minded and very friendly and and we want to we want to do that for great falls great falls hasn't had anything like that and it's it's about time that great falls has a couple new openings in this area specifically to new ideas and new things grow a little bit in the direction of this field 
Well, and we've, we've noticed that in all the different areas that we've been talking to business owners and different people uh, around Great Falls is that it's it's primed for exactly what you're talking about right now. Like uh, the last decade, not so much. Pretty closed down to new things and new ideas and new businesses and whatever, but it, Great Falls feels primed for that. And so it's great timing to have you come here and help bring that along as well. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Great Falls is a really good place. Um, I think that past some of the past generations have been a little bit more uh, close-minded to, I don't know, not industrializing, but becoming a little bit more up to beat and up, you know, up with modern modern society and what's going on and getting a little bit more things in, new restaurants perhaps, uh, just new ideas in general. And uh, in order for Great Falls to not become this stagnant city it's uh definitely going to utilize the new people coming in and it's gonna it's gonna thrive because of that new ideas new places um you know it's all it's all going to give people more options and you're going to see the youth want to stay here as well and invest their time and not everybody's going to be like i just need to get out of great falls mm-hmm. yeah but i'm just trying to stay in great falls you guys this is the place to be yeah, I kind of, I kind of got that vibe, you know, when I came in here as a tattoo artist, and uh, you know, I had a lot of people say, uh, you know, if you, if you want to, you know, stay in Great Falls, it's not going to be the spot that's going to be like Europe where you were. Uh, but I, I tend to disagree. I think that Great Falls does have a lot of things to offer, and I think that uh, just with people coming together and, and working together and. I mean, look at places like uh, the Kellergeist, you know, he's in, Matthias is an individual that comes from Germany too, and he is thriving, doing great, good, positive place, and uh, it's an, it's another option downtown. You know, there is good options downtown, but it's just an addition. It's a positive thing, good things. Mm-hmm. Well, and like you talking about going to see the other tattoo artists and, you know, work on community things. Like, I think that's a big difference, too, is everybody's not... Every bar downtown doesn't think that they're competition. But they're 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 offering a different style, a different feel, a different atmosphere, just like tattoo shops. Different style, different feel, different atmosphere. and But you're all for the greater tattooing of Great Falls, and all the bars are for the greater barring, you know, drinking around Great Falls. And... We noticed that when we went around and got gift cards for our trivia night that, like, everybody's like, yeah, if it brings people into town, like, don't care if it's at our place or not. Like, we're just excited to have it going on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, you know, when you go downtown in Great Falls, you do have different options, and, and it is good that the uh, different establishments don't, you know, they all work together and that they're all realizing that not everybody wants to go, for instance, to one you know, bar or restaurant versus the other. You know, some people have different tastes and uh, having a variety is something that it's definitely going to benefit in this area. Variety is going to be one of those things that keep people here because you have that. And the more we get, the the more it's going to, you know, feed people to go downtown and spend time down there. And they're going to invest in the establishments that are here. And those are the people that make up Great Falls. So it's important that these places stay and that new places come in as well and work together 
the uh, other tattoo shops that I've been talking with, you know, before they talked to me about a time in which, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of blown away by my approach. And it's uh, the reason why is because they've all been at each other's throats. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, and uh, there's there's some things that are acceptable in the tattoo industry and some things that people don't like. And uh, it's one of those things that right now we're all trying to step up. We're trying to make this uh, industry here in the area just like it would be, for instance, if you were to step in Berlin or if you were to go to, you know, anywhere in Europe or anywhere in larger cities like New York or uh, if you go to Las Vegas even, you know, it's a, this industry is an industry. It's not just, you know, kids just walking around saying, oh yeah, I want a tattoo and, and it's not a professional field. It is a professional field. And so that's what we're aiming to do here in Great Falls too. Yeah, cool. I agree. Great Falls is the spot. Everything, everywhere else is not as good. <laughs> I do miss my beaches though. Uh, yeah, I hear you. I'm not a beach guy. You know, I like, I like the areas around beaches, but to actually go down there and get the sand on me. Be in the sun, you know. I don't. You could always bring your fan with you. It's not my thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess I could. <laughs> but I mean, it'd have to be battery powered. Don't think I haven't thought of that. Life's a beach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I was at the beach in January, and I didn't think I missed the beach and until I, I was on the beach. beach in January and in Montana. It's a it's a stark contrast. Oh, but yeah. luckily, we get to visit. You know, you can always visit the beach. Oh yeah, I like what we have here. Yeah. I think I'd I'd like to get some some more stories out of this guy. Uh oh. And so, like, one thing I know for sure about ninety percent of tattoo artists is like they have stories. They don't live a boring life. And so, what kind of questions can we ask Joe to get to some of these good questions, these good stories? I don't know, Brian. You're the one that wants to hear the stories. Go ahead and ask your questions. <laughs> well, you know, I kind of have something going on over here. Okay? Go ahead. That's, that's not allowing the creative part of my brain to really uh, thrive. Okay. Well. Especially here coming up in the next few minutes. It's going to yeah. be even better for you. Yep. I've, I've been excited about uh, where he's been operating. Mm -hmm. But we're flipping the arm over now. Yeah. Yeah. It's been... Um, it's been quite the thing to experience as someone watching you get a tattoo for two hours. But what I will say is we should wrap up soon and, and um, you know, move on or pause or something like that. You know, oh, okay. It's been, it's been, well, yeah, we can totally been, do that. We can pause and... Do to pause? Yeah, let's just pause for a minute yeah, yeah. and we'll come back and close out. Groovy. All right. A little bit later. And we're back. All right, cool, man. We did a little uh, logi logistics yes. and realizing we've got our last trivia night. This is recording on Tuesday. It'll, it'll upload on Thursday. Yep. Our last trivia night's coming up, and we've got to have time to get, get ready for that. And so the tattoo's not done. Right. But we're going to be done podcasting. The tattoo we'll keep, podcast. We'll keep updates on mm -hmm. where the tattoo goes. Um, we'll give you the before and after of what we got done today. That'll be up on our, our Instagram. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate you tagging along as we've adventured with Alpha, Alpha Tattoo. Um, I don't know who runs your Instagram page. I do. Oh, well, I invited you to be a collaborator. 
Okay. And so you might be able to also find us just on Alpha Tattoo. Maybe that's how you found us. Thanks for finding us. Thanks for finding us. Thanks for listening to Stefan and his awesome stuff. And if you're ever in Great Falls and feeling like getting some ink on you, or getting anything pierced anywhere, anyhow, you come to Alpha Tattoos and Piercings and you say what's up to Stefan and you tell him Joe and Brian sent you. Well, and what I can say too is everybody else that's here at the shop too, they have they have quality work. You don't just have yeah. to get Stefan. Like nah. there's there's quality work from from everybody coming out when mm-hmm. you look through all the books up front. So you can just like choose anyone. Yeah, yeah. But this episode was sponsored by Alpha Tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so we 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 appreciate them. We appreciate the time. You you've been a good guy to hang out with. We've had a couple beers together. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. Awesome to come run into you guys. It's always cool. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, oh, what we usually do to close out is I'll say, I've been Brian. Then you're going to say, I've been Stefan. Then he'll say, I've, been, I've Joe. been Joe. And then together we'll say, see you next show. You think you can do that? I'll try to remember. That's a lot. Okay. It's not, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. I've been Brian. I've been Stefan. I've been Joe. We'll, we'll see, see you next show. show.